Good morning, London. And today is such a beautiful day, and we have two amazing guests here with us. One is, of course, our beloved Tyler. So, Tyler. Good morning, and welcome. Thank you for having me. And we also have another special guest that who hasn't been on our broadcast, and her name is Hong Mei Zhao, and she's actually my mother here today with us. Okay, all right. So Jane is here with us today. Hello, Antaya. Thank you for the beautiful energy. Hello, Nancy. Thank you for your beautiful energy. Always is a big nourishment for me. Thank you. So what what I was actually was having a conversation earlier, and I thought what would be a great way to actually just record the conversation. So let's just talk, and we can record this conversation because I feel what we were sharing earlier could be really useful to our listeners as well. So what we're talking about earlier, mother. Yeah. About the emotions, woman emotions. You are asking Tyler about a woman emotion, right? Yeah, and I would I know quite a, a lot of amazing story about Taya. How he was uh, um, holding the space to let his lover and cry expression that pain. Also, even talking about some people will be avoided, will be hiding it, and from the woman vulnerable part. Now I don't miss my ex. Now I have nothing to do with him. But he was just totally insecure and very loving, kind, very supportive, and encourage. And his lover talking about she was sometimes she still missing, miss that guy who was. A broken her heart, who was hurt her, and uh, and uh, also about this tr- such trauma in this girl's life, and um, and like uh, she, she was talking about her emotional not important, and because her mommy was always missing, mommy wasn't there for her, and the father also um you know always in the his world and being you know sad, being always about himself. So um, especially um, is about the relationship. So I wondering, and Taya, how did you learn? Where did you learn to support a woman to give women space to let them be themselves? Because you look incredible, young and incredible, Henderson. Hmm. I wondering how did you have this such incredible healing heart and coming to healing yourself and healing uh, your lover, even other people. Hmm. That's a really good question. I think I'm just gonna clarify the questions um, for the listener. I think the question is that how do you, where did you learn how to hold a space for women's emotion when most of men actually they found very difficult to do that, right? So. My mother actually had a two marriage already, so this is something she's really curious about. So yeah, share with us.、Mm, great question. Yeah, so I would say that the first thing I did was wake up within myself. I was in a long-term relationship of fourteen years, in which in this relationship, it wasn't until that I ended the relationship that I realized how many toxic patterns were in the space. And so much of it was a product of my own inability to tap into my emotions. So whenever my woman came at me with all of her emotions, I didn't know how to react. So where I actually learned this was there's a fantastic book which 
many, many people challenge this book, but I think it has so much value. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. And in it, it talks about the feminine energy and the masculine energy, not necessarily man and woman, but the, the feminine energy, which is just raw, pure emotion, and the masculine energy, which is the logic and the structure. And I was reading this book, and this was just after the relationship, and everything that I was reading was just hitting me so hard. And one thing in particular talks about what to do when your woman is really emotional. And it says the worst thing that you can do is meet your woman with logic. And I'm like, fuck, this just hit me so hard. I was reading the lines of this book, and it says like when, you, when your woman's very emotional, the absolute worst thing you can do is meet her with logic. For instance, if she's upset about, um, I don't know, dinner being ruined, Say, say, say something gets ruined and now there's no food and she's, she's really upset. Um, the man wants to fix things, right? We want to fix things. So we try to explain to her why not to be upset. That's what the man's brain wants to do is explain to her why she shouldn't be upset, right? And this is something I'm sure you might be able to relate with not just with dinner, but like, but with, with many, many different things. Like if, if, if your woman's emotional, we as men want to fix things and make her feel better. So we try to logically explain to her why she should feel better. And this is the absolute worst thing you can do. This is the worst thing you can do. Right? Can I challenge you something on that? Yeah. That was a really interesting point. So you, you're saying that men tell the woman that you shouldn't feel upset because of X, Y, Z. Do you mm -hmm. think this come back to the topic of dualities we actually talked about in few episodes? That from man perspective, that he is thinking it's wrong of her to feel this emotion, or he feels that he should, she should be in certain ways from his own perspective, right? Rather actually honoring her own person. So is that actually just man, or do you think it's, it's from a space of unconsciousness? I think it has to do with the man not being familiar with his own emotions. So when he sees an emotional reaction to something, he, he immediately wants to fix the emotional reaction to return to a space of not feeling that emotion, right? So by not having connection to his own emotion, he sees someone being really upset. And he's like, oh, I must fix this. Let, let me explain why this shouldn't be upset, right? So if, if your woman's upset, it's not that she's necessarily wrong. It's that there can be a reason to explain why <coughs> she can feel better about the situation and why there's actually no, there's nothing to be, to be worried about. Right. Yeah. So that's really, really interesting point. So, so actually you saying this is from man's perspective in terms of logic is not, I feel like from my own perspective, I feel parents does the same thing to the children too, mm. right? We, we see parents when the children, especially with my own personal experience, since my mother is here, let's see how is she going to get triggered. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have lots of emotions and I do have lots of emotion and my emotion change a lot. And then before I meet you, I was really uncomfortable with my emotions. I feel wrong to have my emotions. And I remember that by being with you, you were able to hold in a space for me. So I started to go into a space. I started to explore my emotion. And the result of that is I become more and more connecting to my own body. Mm. But to go back to the topic previously is that I remember in my past when I have all this emotion, my mother normally would say to me, you're too emotional. Your emotional up and down. So I constantly feel like I was wrong for having my emotions. Then going back to my father, I also feel that my experiences was 
that he was emotionally unavailable. He's so scared of his own emotions. So there's no space for mm. my emotions. So is this just a parent? Uh, is this just a man thing? Or I will actually talk about this is a human thing here. I, I think it's a human thing and you make a good point. Um, you know, I, I learned to shut my own emotions down as a man, you know, to my father who has trouble expressing his own emotions any emotional reaction to anything. I was a pussy, I was gay, faggot, any 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 name calling to belittle the man. Like there's this there's this uh, toxic masculine idea that to have any emotion makes you a woman or a pussy or weak. But really a, a, the integrated male feels his emotions and is comfortable with them. And why do you think it's important for the man to feel the emotions? Um, that's a great question. It's really important for the man to feel his emotions because if he doesn't, the woman can't trust him. I'll, I'll give you an example about anger. Y- you might think that it's better for a man to not show his anger or express his anger because when he's angry, it can really upset people or it can make people feel scared. But that's actually the opposite of the truth. The truth is a man who can step into his anger with control and full and full centeredness within himself, he can step into his anger, express his anger, and then step out of it. Makes women much more comfortable and feel much more safe and secure. I'll give you an example of this. We were at Africa Burn doing a thing called circling, and when you're circling, um, can you expand a little bit about circling? Of、please? course, of course. So circling is this. Uh, it's like a facilitated experience for a few hours, and what we what you do is like a group of people, four to twelve people, sit in a circle, and different emotions come up. And as these emotions come up, different people get triggered in different ways. And the key and the role of the facilitator is to help these emotions express. And as these emotions express in a controlled and safe environment. The people of the circle, their nervous systems actually open up and learn new ways of processing emotions that might otherwise be really scary. For instance, like something like anger. Many people, as children, had abusive families, and so the emotion of anger actually triggers people into fear and into terror, right? Because their nervous system senses the anger and the fear, and they react and they shut down. But in the space of the circling, where it's a safe space with a facilitator, and everything's in a container, what actually happens is when the anger gets expressed, the nervous system's able to observe and witness a new way of processing the emotion. So, to go back to the example, this this circle that we were in, we were in an anger expression circle. We were we were working specifically with anger, and the facilitator was explaining that. If a man cannot step into his anger and express his anger comfortably, then women actually feel less safe and less trusting of the man. So what was happening was there was about ten of us, and Nancy, you actually weren't in this circle. You were、um, doing something else that day. But I mean, these circles are get really, really intense. So I don't blame you. Like they get so intense. I was asleep. <laughs> Call yourself out there. But anyway, so we were in this circle and. Our facilitator was trying to get these men to express their anger, and one of them was like, "Oh, I've moved past this. I've moved beyond the emotion of anger, where I no longer have anger." And then one of the other one of the other、uh, guys was quite young, so he hadn't stepped into this space before. And what was happening was, as these men were unable to step into their anger, 
the women started getting agitated. They started getting uncomfortable. They started getting worried. They started feeling unsafe. Like you could vis- you could visually see the women reacting and shaking, and you could see the women starting to like like um, close in on themselves. And then the facilitator was like, "Someone needs to step in and express their anger, otherwise shit's gonna hit the fan." So I stepped in. I've done these circles before, so I I, I saw this happening as well. So I stepped in with. Um, one of the other women and we sat in the center and I just expressed my anger and I just screamed like I just went full out and I just like let all of my anger towards everything that I've done in my whole life like all of my all of my shame resentment all of my pain everything I just expressed as one pure expression of anger and just let it out and then as soon as I let it all out I stepped out of it and as soon as I stepped out of it all of the women in the circle just like relaxed And then suddenly there's like this air of peace in the space again. And so the the point is, if a man can't express his anger, it's bullshit that he doesn't have anger, right? So this idea of like the, the one man that says, oh, I've moved beyond the emotion of anger. That's actually really frightening because what happens is if a man says he doesn't have anger, he's lying to himself. And so what that means is, there is going to be something in his life, some trigger point can happen where he'll build this anger slowly and this resentment will build and he'll suppress it and say, oh, that's not there, either subconsciously or he'll be consciously aware of what he's doing. He'll suppress all of this anger and then one day he's going to explode, right? And the women, their partner energetically can feel that. They can feel that energy building and they can feel that anger building within him. And so they start to get scared because they don't know when he's going to explode. They don't know when or how or what's going to happen. And this is actually what happens in like abusive childhoods, right? The the mother or the father with anger issues, they don't have control over their own anger so they just explode. And that's what's actually so scary. It's not so scary that the anger the anger itself, right? When I stepped into a controlled space and let the anger out and then stepped out, it wasn't scary. But the idea that the anger can explode. And then when the anger explodes, that's when like dishes get thrown. That's when people get hit. That's when emotional abuse happens. That's, that's where the real scary part is, is when people are not able to tap into their emotions. That's so beautiful. So what do you think, mom? Um, I was thinking I was really immersed and uh, into to your, into to your, you know, your expressive uh, and deeper sharing. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, um, there must be quite lots of men I wanted to ask, also even women, what happened if the, my man to express his anger into me, you know, mm-hmm. and angry with me, angry with the family, angry with his own pain, angry with business, angry with everything to explore that anger to his partner or to his children and to his business or to himself. How the man could express the anger in the in the healing way. Mm. In the in the in the in a good way, in the kind of, in the in a good expression and uh, in how could a man have that such a space to let them be angry? Because I'm now, I'm a high, uh, nice horse and from some nice couples. They have three children and young children. I can see that the man was working so hard and also with children. He have no space, can't wait for himself 
to breathe, you know. And uh, I can feel that's kind of suffocating. I also everybody have anger wherever、mm. they come, where they coming from. So how could they do it? How could they doing this?、Uh, you know, such、mm. such important thing as a human being. That's a really really good question. I think what comes up is instead a, to sorry, instead to hit somebody,、right. instead to to abuse someone. Instead, have a a detoxing relationship with someone.、Mm. I hate you, bitch, because <laughs>、right. of you. Well, yeah. So the the first thing comes up is is that that sentence you just shared there has a lot of victim mindset, and to have a space of empowerment to understand that these feelings of anger are not necessarily towards somebody, and so it's really really important for a man to have his own space and to also connect with brothers, right? This is something that's been lost in today's society, like this this form of brotherhood where men get together and do man stuff and talk about their emotions and go through anger. Because what's happened is so many men they do express their anger on their partner or on their children, but the question is how much of that anger is actually justified towards them, right? Like if that man that you that you just gave as an example, how much of that anger Should go towards his partner or his children. How how much of it is actually them causing pain and suffering to him, right? Or how much of it is his own self that he's not facing, and that's the difference there, right? Yeah, yeah. So so what I found was can I add on something? I found that's really really interesting topic here, and I think I think that's why. What I believe strongly is, if the relationship is so unconscious, and it's very hard to have a really empowered relationship, so I think it takes both party to be in the space. So, for example, when me and Tyler when we having argument, or he's upset on something, normally what I would do is I wouldn't try to make it that about me.、Hmm. I would actually see something in him is happening right now. Maybe he's upset about something. Maybe he's triggered to his past. Maybe it's connected to his childhood. There'll be something there. I think that's why both of party need to practice spiritualities. Otherwise, you just constantly in the space of triggering each other into their past, and also you don't even realizing it. What's happening is because you're so unconscious, you keep thinking is the another person is making this happening to you. But actually, it's because your own triggering from your own past.、Mm. So, for example. If someone come to say to me,、uh, if my partner said to me, "Nancy, you're so tall," I'll be like, "Yeah, right. You're so funny." If my partner come to me says, "Nancy, you're so short," that would trigger me. Why is that? Because in my past experiences, I have been called short, so I have an emotional memory of here, and I feel pain when someone call me short. But then, obviously, if someone call me tall, that doesn't you know click for me. So it's not necessarily what my partner is doing here. It's more about what is actually the trigger point within ourselves.、Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, that if the relationship is so unconscious, you don't see what is actually happening in the space, right? You're constantly looking at each other for securities. You say this person said this. This person feel anger now. My partner is feel anger now. And then what end up happening is the woman's like, oh my god, my partner is angry with me. Maybe he just needs some space to have that space for himself. That his anger because he just have an emotion comes up instead of making our this is 
perfect. Like the video we watched recently, there's a this father, right? It was like a really quick video, got seven million views. This child was crying for like like one year old child's crying for like ten minutes, and then the father just literally sit there and holding a space for this child, right? And the child was crying, 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 and after ten minutes, the child come over and hug the father. In that ten minutes, the father didn't go to stop the child. Says, "You shouldn't be crying. This is really bad behavior. What's wrong with you? Are you okay? How can I make you feel better?" No, he didn't. Well, all he did was just holding a space for the child. And and this this one simple video got seven million hits. It was just crazy. And it, we saw lots of different comments. And some comments are. Oh, this father is so empowered. He can just hold in a space for the child. Some comments are, "Oh my God, you don't even do anything for your child." I think that's that's it. That's actually go back to the core. Is、mm. are you comfortable with your own emotion first? The only reason this father can hold in this space for the child instead of shutting the child down is because he is comfortable with his own emotions. So when the child is crying, he knows that there's nothing to do with him. It's actually because. The child have emotion need to be expressed. Emotion just energy here, right?、Mm. But what normally happening in a relationship as well is that my partner is really really upset. We associate that with ourselves, and when we associate that with ourselves, we cannot give a clean space,、mm. right? I think this is the key things we're talking about. You cannot giving space for someone emotions until you're comfortable with your own emotions.、Mm. Otherwise, you just triggered every single point. And, and it creates this idea that when your partner's upset, you take it personally. There's something wrong that needs to be fixed, right? And so the emotion gets shut down, and the emotion gets shut down. So like. If Nancy's really angry, well, I'll, I'll use my my past relationship as an example because this is before I had the awareness. This this book really did change my life and my perspective on so many things.、Um, when my partner was upset, I did not have the emotional capacity within myself, so I never actually spent time with my own emotions. So when she was reacting to something or really upset about something, my system was overwhelmed and was like, I need to put a stop to these emotions as fast as possible because I can't handle this. And so I did everything to try to stop it. Logically explaining, rather than just meeting the emotions in a space of open safety and containment, I actually try to shut the emotions down because that's what my system knew from my own programming. Right? That's how I was raised. So that's the pattern that I then repeated in my relationship. So you're spot on. Without conscious awareness, without an awareness of yourself and an awareness of the patterns of what's happening, we just continue to repeat these patterns and we continue to shut these emotions down. To bring it full circle back to the very beginning, we were talking about the emotions.、Um, a takeaway thing, men, if you're listening to this, the station, or women, if you want to help your men out, when the feminine is in her raw emotional state, there's so much beauty, and there's so much beauty there, right? But women can express multiple emotions at the same time: anger, happiness, joy, sadness, all in one moment. And for men, we don't quite understand that fully. And the best thing we can do as a man is just hold your woman, right? This book talks about like what to do if your woman's upset. The worst thing you can do is yell at her and tell her that her emotions are wrong or that she shouldn't feel this way because of X, Y, Z. The best thing you can do is just go up and give her a big hug and kiss her and tell her you love her. And I've tested this, and it works so well. When she's angry and she's screaming and she's mad or sad, whatever it is, if you just go up and give her a big hug. 
hold the space and kiss her, the emotions melt away and everything completely shifts in a moment. Yeah, that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and thank you very much uh, for your couples uh, sharing just such uh, deep things. And uh, I was just uh, concentrating and uh, really um, send myself to this such uh, amazing healing space and to listen. Actually, I feel more I listen, more I learn because there were so many things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the homework. And I'm, my child, my daughter, Nancy, just talking about her emotional, um, how she was find a very difficult expression and emotional. Uh, just a few nights ago, we had a dinner together. And uh, so there, she was uh, there complaining about uh, the dish, one dish of spicy chicken and uh, frying with too much oil stuff. So they were kitchen willing to change another one. And after coming, asking me advice. So what do you think our dishes we can, um, if you give a good advice, we can change it. I was just said, well, nothing good. I thinking then after my daughter had a bit of argument with me, she's thinking I was just a, too much judgmental and also trigger her she gone back to past how you were so violent aggressive fighting with people all the same that was feel incredible quite a bit uncomfortable then i talking to myself maybe it's also this is the healing journey mm. and why concept it when she talking to me even this in this such way and uh, sometimes i can feel heavy sometimes i can feel overwhelming but it's a good way she still trusts me she still share her uh, real voice what does she feel what what this all of this was affect her life i believe that all the parents must feel lots of lots of parents must feel so struggle to be a good mother a good father because they all have their own wound to carry on they haven't been healed so they pass their own wound to their children of course i believe so many parents a good parent they do the best job as they can but i was talking about when you guys talking about this such intelligent emotional effect the layers had this kind of lots lots of layers to uh, cover this uh, emotional and uh, the background the, the trauma and the anger and we are unfulfilled so yes i'm i'm gradually and learning that after uh, my daughter sent me and her broadcast and she was crying she that was what triggered her and uh, that was feel uncomfortable really uncomfortable in few minutes and it was 10 o'clock and said, oh my God, why I chose to listen to it? Why I wanted to hear the, you know, kind of overwhelming emotion. And then I said to myself, Jane, are you love yourself? Yes, I do. So this is the love you give yourself to listen your daughter and to express her pain and to give her space to support her. Also important for you to find the space and to express your pain as well. I was always thinking I wrote, uh, spending five, six, seven years, wrote an autobiography. I did huge work about the pain expression that and, uh, you know, and help other people, uh, students you know, who was in a cramped situation and, you know, help them and to find their true voice by expression, the childhood, the trauma, all the stuff. Um, but then I thought, okay, this is my another homework. Just pretending I don't know anything. And yes, about all the discovery things, I thought, yes, I don't know. 
I even don't know. Uh, it's man should expression their anger, and their secure insecurity, and they have to dealing with their own business. And a woman, you have to dealing with your own pain, dealing that business, and do not respect that. Oh, I'm not well. I'm waiting for someone coming healing me. I'm waiting for someone comfort me. I'm waiting for someone making me have all the new change, being new me. That's impossible. That's your business, and maybe the pain is my business. I'm already in, but I'm so glad. I mean, there's such a beautiful, a peaceful energy and family healing energy, and we are working on. I think how important people need to know all of this,、mm. all the truths, and people need to take lessons. I think Taya and Nancy, you and we, all of us, we can even help ourselves and help other people. It's such a beautiful. Thank you. That's really really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I think it was really nice because I feel like my own relationship with my mother has gone so much better, especially recently. I feel it's because I have a space to speak in my truth, right? Before I feel when sharing my truth to my mom, I I already hating this resistance of not even want to share with her because I feel I will be shutting down. But I think by my mom started giving me more space to let me let my voice being heard. I feel I'm healing in this process, and I feel like I've been heard and I've been heard I've been heard and I start to feel more intimate to connect to my mother. And obviously, it's kind of scary space to be in because of. My previous experiences is always being shutting down. She'll be angry with me or something. So the question here: If your parents you're listening right now, I will ask you: If your child come to over to you and sharing with you how the child feel, and what is in you that is triggered, right? If there's no trigger within yourself, then it is it is with it is right. So I would say, ask my mom this question too on the on the broadcast. What is in that? When I was sharing with you that, I feel when you did X Y Z, it reminded me of my past, and I feel really scared, right? And why do you feel triggered in that space? I feel the sorry for myself. I feel oh my god, it's so painful to be a mother. I treat her, treat her out, and have a nice dinner, then come into such this. Then I immediately thought, uh, we can change another subject. We're talking something more happy. Then I listen, uh, what she told me when I come back. Then I at night I listen what her broadcast and I cry. And I thought, it's not really about her. It's about triggered me, making me think in my past, and how unfair was for me. I have the such a brutal and and you know kind of evil parents. Even I forgive them. I forgive them deeply through all the painful journey, and、uh, so why my daughter? How much was cost her? To be my daughter, of course, I didn't make this. You know, if I know to cost her huge pain, maybe I can make a choice. Oh, I let not let her burn burn in my womb. I let her burn in somebody else's womb. Much perfect, much beautiful, much more healing space. You、her. don't have a choice for I, that. I, I don't have a choice <laughs> because the children choose the parents. Yeah, I also I don't have a choice either. So you chose your parents too from the spiritual part. I, I know the spiritual part, but the. <laughs> Somehow, this still take me time 
to really in a way to uh, to the healing, you know. So um, I was thinking I was uh, it was triggered me, and also thought, uh, oh my God, my daughter always uh, kind of overweight, overwhelming, over expressive, and I thought, no, this is probably the true side of her. I shouldn't. I don't have any rights to pressing her down. Say. Can we talk in some especially from Chinese background? Ha ha ha! Happy happy happy! We need to be happy 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 every day. So that's a kind of funk, funk culture, and everybody protect the fake culture, protect themselves. Said we are fine, we are very good.、Mm. And so I feel, if she want to cry, cry. If she want talking to me about past, yes, maybe sometime I have to prepare my emotional, my strength, my energy to holding that space. And also, I was scared. I'm scared because it's caused a lot of pain. It's caused feel it's been cut. But now I feel I've been I'm feel secure.、Mm. I feel it's okay. It's not easy. It making me feel pain, making me feel not great. But I'm learning. This is my baby, and she has lots of pain and trauma in her. Why everything have to talking about? Oh, my pain, my pain. In somehow is kind of make she feel my pain always important than her pain. Why can't she share equally as a mother and daughter equally? Her pain important, my pain is important. So that was a big learning. I think parents have to be secure enough. To be comfortable, and to be accepted, yes, this is a cause. And but but I should say the parents and should do the homework and big homework. I'm not here advise anyone should do it, but that is my experience. This is the healing, and a lots of time I see the family trauma where the expression, I hate you, I fuck you, your bitch, I fuck you, the father, I fuck you, and and the expression in all of a crazy violence and shitting way. Or say, shh, let's we celebrate, let's we face the beauty on something. Yes, there lots of beauty there, but if we can't face to the reality, the truth, we if we can't let the truth speak, how could we be healed? So what comes up is the burning question: Is all of this worth it? Is going through the pain of all of this worth it, or is it better to just remain in the space where everything's fine, sweep the emotions under the rug, and carry on life as is? Well. You probably know my answers already. For me, I I think it's totally worth it because I really, really believe that I have to go through all this pain and works to be really connected to myself. Because what I realized was after I done all this work last few years, I'm really healing myself and. I becoming like love and energy, and my mother is also started to healing. So everyone is started to healing, and it's such a beautiful space. I feel closer to my mom than ever. We don't spend time together every day, but actually now I feel closer to her than ever. I started to really started to really feeling some unconditional love from her. That I never felt it before. Before I feel like she has an idea of me, what she wants for me, what she think is the best for me. That completely taking out my freedom, have my own life on this earth, right? This is my life here, and we're not supposed to live as an expression of our parents.、Mm. We're supposed to express our full self, and this is my own journey. So now I feel so much closer to my mother, 
so much more intimate. It's not about how much we actually, how much time we spend. It's how much do I trust her? How much would I willing to open up my vulnerability to her? And it's really beautiful because my mom, you know, I also see she's healing, and I also feel she's become more and more feminine as a woman. And in deep of my own heart, I I feel like she's gonna find someone who's really gonna love her as her. Then she started to heal even more from that space. So yeah, I believe this is totally worth it because if we don't do the work, what's gonna happen? It's gonna passing on to generation generations of trauma. It's just gonna get worse, right? All this pattern my mother carried, you know. It's from her parents. Her parents also carried this from her, their parents, right? So this is just all the patterns being carried by generations until someone says enough. I had enough of this. I had enough of pain. I had enough of avoiding of my life. I had enough of just Monday to Friday working somewhere that I'm not fulfilled, and in the evening I get get drunk, or go out doing sabotaging things. I had enough of staying unfulfilled relationship. I had enough of have all this cancer into my body and killing myself. Right? I think it it, it takes someone to say. Enough! I had enough. I'm gonna change.、Mm. I don't know how long this road is gonna take. I I know it's painful, but tell you what, I feel like it's much more painful that I never even lived in true expression of myself. I never know who I am as a person. That I was just conditioned by my family and by the culture, by the environment, and what other people think of me. Right? It's not just parents here. We're talking about. We talk about the whole thing. We talk about your business life. We talk about your work. We talk about your intimate relationship. So back into you, you were in a toxic, unhealthy relationship with your ex girlfriend for fourteen years. That's fourteen years of your own life.、Mm. And most people stay in this kind of relationship until sometimes they stay until they die. Right? They 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 just constantly in this pattern. So your relationship with your ex is very similar to your relationship with your own mother, right?、Mm. So do you want to talk about that a little bit or not? Yeah, in in many ways, it was a passing off of the pattern from my, the relationship I had with my mother into the relationship I had with my ex.、Um, I won't go into it too much. But yeah, through through my upbringing, I was raised a certain way, and related in a certain way with women, and how I was trained as a child, and how I was in the space of being like my mother's object in a sense, and being there for her personal,、um, her personal life, her personal pleasure, her personal satisfaction. Like I was always doing things for her approval, and that's how I was raised, and then. It was a very controlling and overbearing relationship, and then I broke free from that and stepped right into a, a relationship with my ex. That was, it didn't start out that way, but it it evolved into that again, and so that's not necessarily to place blame on her, but rather that without the conscious awareness, my system, my body, it manifested and, and it recreated the dynamic of what I knew as love. As I was in this relationship, and it wasn't until I started doing the work that I became aware of this, and that's when I actually woke up one morning and was just like, "This is all wrong. I need to go out and find my truth." And it's funny you say people are in these relationships their whole lives sometimes, or like until they're fifty. You know, we we call it a midlife crisis, but what a midlife crisis is is really people waking up to their truth for the first time. When they're fifty, they're like, "Holy shit, my life is all wrong. Like everything is." 
everything is not what I intended it to be. Like, how did I get this way? It's like this moment of awakening into truth. And some people actually step into that truth and they go pursue what they want in life. Other people go, oh, it's just a midlife crisis. And then they collapse back into their patterns and their routines and they just, they stay offline until they die. It's really sad. So is it all worth it? Yes, 100%. It's really, really painful. And it requires a lot of facing your own shit, right? Facing your own shadows. I've had to face my own shadows. I've had to face myself and all of my insecurities, all of my doubt, shame, trauma, everything, and recognize where I come from. And then also take ownership for where I am now and realize that it's, you know, it's me, right? It's just me. And I have the power now to to take control of my life and do what I want. And it's scary and it's frightening and it's painful and there's insecurity and there's doubt and there's all of this, but there's also liberation and freedom, right? It's like, okay, well, in this wide open space, who do I want to be? How do I want to relate? How do I want to show up to my partner? How do I want to be in life? And there's no longer anyone dictating that and the pattern of who I should be from my parents' training and who I should be because of how my society told me all of these things are broken down. And so now it's just up to me to decide how I want to show up. That's so beautiful. That's so powerful. And, you know, if you're listening as a parent, you know, we're not here to blame everyone. If we're standing that from our own parent perspective, we can see that it's just a patterns. If we just keep it very simple, this is a patterns. I do believe our parents, most parents want the best for us. They love us mm-hmm. as much as they can. They know how maybe they never had a love themselves from their own parents and this just the way it is so it's just a pattern being passed on and it's up to you do you want the pattern to end here or do you want the patterns to keep going because how universe work is it's just energy of patterns and memory and there's no right or wrong here and it's just patterns so mm. really so even with me i used to date men who are unavailable and that's really reminding my own childhood of my mother and my father so i constantly look looking for men who makes me feel small or unavailable emotionally or who would cheat all of this kind of personality that is fit to my own parents images that so what i do is i date this type of people in order for me to overcome that trauma from my childhood and this is what everyone does in in the intimate relationship in the disempowered intimate relationship and that's okay and you know what without being going through this amount of pain like i've been in the bad not bad i would say unhealthy relationship for near 20 years of my life to build this amount of pain actually to lose had two abortions as well and to actually hurting myself so much I was really abusing my own physical body I wouldn't have enough energy to moving through this so I'm grateful to go through all of this without all of this I wouldn't have enough energy to helping me healing and now I'm healing from it and I tell you the best part of this is you actually really start to feel unconditional love because the truth is that if you don't do the work are you actually happy if you're just really really asking yourself into your own heart space how many times a day do you spend complaining bitchy about someone or gossip about someone how many times a day are you losing power to someone how many times a day are you actually found difficult to sleep or doing some sabotaging behavior this is all adding up I would say how many times 
a day are you dependent on the external world to define your emotions? Exactly. So are you? So this is why for us doing the work is so important because this morning me and Tyler got up late, we were in bed and just hugging each other, kissing each other, and I was like, how many times a day do we kiss each other? A lot. Right, but it's not just kiss physically. We talk about emotionally here. We talk about that we're looking through each other. I we feel unconditional love. So there's so many, so much beauty come out of this if you're willing to do the work. Because now me and Tyler as a, as a as a couple, we we do feel we can be a good parents. I start. I talk to many of my friends who are already parents, and they told me that. After they become parents, they they start suffering from depressions. They all their problems, trauma coming back from their parents. They start to do psychology work, because they see a lot of stuff is happening. So, like they are really scared to have children sometimes because they feel they're gonna fucked up the children. I think me and Tyler, we actually feel confidence within ourselves that. We will be a good parents. We're not gonna be perfect. We'll be good parents because we have enough awareness to know what's going on in the space, and we'll work it. And I believe our child is gonna be our teacher, right? Our child is gonna be here and teaching、mm. us. I think that's just so beautiful. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was thinking my daughter is angel, the angel sent by God, and I recognize that in these years. When she talking to me, I something just I feel there was so much wellness, so much wisdom, so much deep things inside, and I always thinking I'm the mother, I have more power, I did all of this, 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 this. I should tell her more, but actually no, she's coming to educated me, to reeducated me, and especially、um, her fiance, Taya, is also um. In a way, he teaching me and healing me, and educated me, and sometimes it's feel harder. But when you let your opening heart go flow to the beautiful energy, you recognize all of this is a gift. And she coming maybe her life the meaning for her to healing herself, healing this such wound, and healing another people, healing her. Future husband, her family, and、uh, and for me, they must have all the deeper meaning to take this such suffer, even the rap, even the betrayal, even the value to be a woman, even the fear to be a woman. And I wrote the book that was unbelievable, painful journey. But I would like to say, if you're not well psychologically, and you have to doing this deep work. There's no way you can avoid it. No way you can hide it. I started many years ago when I saw my daughter. I also actually wrote this, and、uh, in my computer was trying to prepare for TED talk, and said while watching my daughter, teenage daughter, crying, suffering, and the home I feel is like a presence, like the hospital, mental health in hospital, screaming, crying, and all the craziness. I thought it would be. Is a safety place, and I took her from China to London. There was would be beautiful life started. Actually, that was just started, you know, with all the trauma, all of the hate, all of everything coming. And now watching her, I thought 
I must do something big, huge, and I must let this generation curse the trauma and uh, the karma. As my grandmother, my Lele, believe, as she has smaller bending feet, she believe a woman has no value. She usually singing the song, golden breast, silver breast, mama's breast, dog breast. And in the book, there was opening really traumatic vision about the woman, the fortune teller, uh, you know, tell the um, straighten to the woman that the mind mother in the law, um, you know, pay me. I will tell you if there are any boys in the womb. <laughs> boys. Yeah. So um, then I thought we all have the power, we have the strength to working on the pen to stay above the pain and to celebrate the pain because the pain is lessons. Is without all the pain, I wouldn't be myself. I wouldn't have any tension to listen to my daughter. I'll be like my, uh, was a crazy psychologist, but I had a detoxing relationship with him. He said, throw him away, you know, close the door, shut him out. She, she just like my son and constantly abused me, you know? And that's sad. You could be never had a healthy relationship with your daughter, unless she changes. It's actually it's not that simple. It's not that violence, because it's the change have to started have to be started in some point, and start with her point, and start with my point, and the calling, and we have to pay the price, and to working on. So I'm so glad I was cut out with him. And he helped me in a way, in some part, in some great part. Is also he um giving me and you know had all the detoxing relationship with him. He actually he feel he he want to have sex with me, and I was feel incredible, vulnerable. I being a woman, cry talking about my sexual and uh, damage, my sexual wounds, all the stuff being wrapped. And someone, my psychologist, they want to take advantage of me. And he's the one, he was not being healed. Mm. Absolutely. Because he had a very detoxing relationship with his son. Now I'm looking back, I said, oh, everything happened to have a meaning. And God sent me to this psychology in a way to mirror my own problem. You know, because he's double faces, double personality. I was like that, double. But now I don't want the double. I don't want this completely crazy shitting, detoxing relationship with myself. I had so much beauty, so much kind, so much love side in me. Why don't show that part? You know, mm. why don't give that part to myself to another part? And uh, maybe my another dark part lets me explore in the artwork, in the writing, or something as a human being. So that was, uh, you know, why my energy was being drained with him. Because we have lots of similarity, similar darkness, similar anger, similar mm. shit, similar defense. And he was, he was 85 or 86. He has so much anger, so much defense, so much violence, craziness. He said he do not talking. I was feel extremely sorry for his wife. He said he he not talking his wife in that way, talking anything, because that would be make she feel too too insecure. And the way that he become a psychologist because and give his dark place, let's he shitting out his pen and crazy shit to his clan. 
Mm. Or someone he fancy he want to maybe fuck fuck the the clan a woman clan. Mm. I I you know? think I think that's why I think me and Tyler been talking about this right. There's lots of people out there. They haven't done the work within themselves. They they maybe they did the courses. They did the educations. But you know the truth is that we can't go around and asking other people what I should do with my life. Nobody knows. And everybody's on different journey. It's kind of like you're taking the whole magic away by asking people, what should I do? Mm. That's why we meditate. We're asking ourselves. You know, I'm not perfect on this. I'm still learning how to, remembering how to trust in myself even more. But I feel the most shift in my own life is actually when I stop going around keep asking all these people coaches psychologists as experts what i should do with my life and how deep have those coaches gone you know rich litvin talks about this like as a coach he's a professional coach he says you can only take people as deep as you yourself have gone and so many of these coaches they do all of the headspace work and they learn the blueprints and the structure but they themselves have not done the work so it's not really a safe container and these people show up looking for that safe container because they trust these coaches and these professionals like your psychologist you show up trusting him but then you come to realize that he hasn't done the work so he has all of this stuff in his own space so how can how can he safely hold a container for you as you're going through your process and that's what that's what comes up exactly i think that it's actually we're giving our own powers away to someone else mm. because we we feel we're trusting that person better than ourselves. So this is actually the real question here: Why are we giving our own powers away to others? Right? This is the work here because I would ask you, mother, you you know that about he was not the right coach for you, right? Then the question, if obviously you already cut him off, but you have to look at it is if you wanted to, is that why did you continue? What part in you that is keep pulling people that make you distrust in your own self? That is the work here. I couldn't trust myself when I was in such a crumbing um, situation and a really um, detoxing, housing relationship with myself, with my ex, with even with my daughter, with anyone. And... Uh, so I thought uh, it's actually it's not about the place you're going to, which country you go living. It's about which country you are actually living in your own heart. Your home is your heart. Your heart is your home. Where is your heart feel? Where is your home? I didn't feel I was like a home. I was just completely lost. But that was a journey. I was come back a couple years ago to hug this such old crumpy man. He actually had a good representation. Um, you know, uh, he was talking on BBC. He actually was quite established. Um, you know, psychology. I said, I forgive you. As I forgive myself, mm. but I tell you, don't do, do not do anything like this for your any clan, and especially any woman or any man who had a sexual abuse or anything like me. He said, no, I wouldn't. I only filled with you. I failed with you because I was so unprovoked. He apologized. He cried. So I hug him. I forgive you, but I wouldn't come back. And I recognized that when I started writing, doing my own art, and when I was searching my own identity, started writing my book. And he was also told me, it's not your medium to drop it in. Your English wasn't that great. 
Okay, so so I need to so, cut, cut you know. in here a little bit because I do feel there's lots of emotion charge here, and my body is start shutting down a little bit mm. at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I think I I feel like when you're sharing this, would you opening to what I was come up in the space? Would you want to listen to this? Do, do you want to uh, to hear what I what I just felt from that yeah, space? Yeah, yeah. I feel he sounds like your parents. And there's a a lot of emotional charge there, and I can still feel it right now. So there's something there, you know, in the space because we're so connected in this broadcasting. When something comes into the space, I can feel it because my body starts shutting down at the moment. I can feel mm. the pain and resentment. So there's still lots of emotional charge here. There's anger. There's resentment, and he feels like. Could be your parents, one of your caregiver, that who shows you love, caring, and who makes you feel you're incapable of making decision by yourself, and who also make you feel you can't trust in yourself, and also have some sexual interesting towards you, and you feel like you needed to forgive. There's something here. There's a something here for you to really. Feel into it in order for you to help yourself to break in the pattern. There's emotion charge here to to go through, but it's really beautiful you're sharing with us here. What do you feel, Tyler? Would you like to share anything here? I know what you mean. I, I felt the the contraction in my space, and to be honest, I did close off, and I guess I blocked myself from receiving and hearing everything. So I don't really have much to share on that. But what you just said now, Nancy. It makes sense. There's there's some connection between this doctor and someone from your past, and the universe is beautiful like this. They 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 deliver people, not they. The universe delivers people into your space to face a piece of your story or your past that you haven't healed through yet, and these signs keep emerging again and again and again as an opportunity. To step into that space and see what's there and actually heal through it, as almost like a proxy. So this this doctor, um, it might be a good chance to, if you can heal that connection with him, it actually will energetically heal the relationship with whoever there's the attachment to, like whether it's the parent or the caretaker or whatever the pattern is within yourself. So one thing I I I've been doing, which is really helping myself recently, was that I I realized that. Sometimes it's actually if I don't feel very good with someone, instead of me trying to make that person wrong for being that person, or try to change that person, I walk away. That's what I've been doing, and it's been really effective for me. Because when I walk away from energy which is really hurting me or it's really uncomfortable for、mm. me, I start attracting more energy which is really serving me.、Mm. I think one of the codependency of my own past is coming from that the needs of me fixing that person. Because when I fix that person, change that person's, or I start to see my own values.、Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm useful. I can change that person. But the truth is that. I started to feel more valuable within myself, so I don't feel the needs to go changing someone else. And if the energy bouncing to my space, I just see I don't like this person energy. It's okay. I'm moving away from that. So I actually let go of loads of friends recently in my life because every time I talk to that person, I feel restrained. My body starts shutting down. Then I have to actually asking myself, Am I loving myself? 
Am I loving myself enough to not put myself through an energy that really hurting me, that is really restraining me? And I guess my answer for me now is I put myself first, no matter what. So this is the broadcast connected yesterday. I'm here to be selfish, right? I believe that I'm here to be selfish. If everyone can be selfish and start taking care of themselves, the world will become a better place.、Mm. We're not here to changing other people's. We're here to be the full expression of our own self, and we'll attract the people love ours, love us just the way we are, and not here to changing us. And by you stepping into this space of fully expressing yourself, you give people permission to fully express themselves. Yes, I think in the deeper sharing, I like to say, I give loud myself, give myself permission to let myself expression the darkness in my book, in my artwork, and encouraging other people, my students, the client I'm coaching to, student I'm teaching to myself. You are human being. You had all the such wound, or even you had a, a depressing day or thing. You have to give yourself somewhere to breathe, to expression that, or dancing, or healing, music, writing, painting, whatever, everything. So I allowed myself, give myself permission to be myself, and to explore the pain. So I ask myself, if I allowed myself、uh, to expression the pain, to give myself permission, why can't allow my daughter? To expression the pain、mm. and the cry and talking about the past, instead to judge her, and she is a human being and she is important. If we want our children happy, if our children tricked us, why we shutting our children down? Oh, you're too much. Oh, now you're coming again. They were just such a shit. Oh, can we not talking about that? Oh, I tell you, I'm your mother. I'm always righter than you. I'm your father. So how much these humans, their parents insecure is there? I'm talking to my friend who's ten years younger than me, who was always worried his son not being proper educated, make sure his son safe. Some I say maybe sometime that's also your own problem. That's your own secures there, and he perfect smart. He perfect the good learning. He maybe don't need to be so organized. Maybe not not a true side of him.、Mm. But then I shut him down. I not say anything because that's not my business. She she will find her own way to deal it. Life itself is a teacher, is an orchestra. So I learned that now. And also my daughter was coming talking to me. Um, mommy, you maybe. You know, put too much weight to help another people instead to see your own shadow instead to allow yourself go healing. And now wondering, my God, maybe I think I don't deserve that healing. Maybe I never know what is really healing me.、Mm. You know. And that's just your story keeping you trapped. Yeah. That, I, that feeling you don't deserve the love. Yeah, I don't deserve that love. I don't deserve my daughter love me because sometimes when my daughter doing lots of beautiful things to for me, I feel oh I must pay her back, I must do lots thing for her to her back. Oh, I must please her、mm. because the inside the insecure child is kind of constantly remind me, you know. And even I was skin, I was just kind of 
see that, my God, how many years I carried is limited part and tell myself I'm scared of the high. Actually, I'm scared to be myself, mm. <laughs> to be happy, to loving, to love, to love. I'm scared. You know, that was an incredible healing journey for me. Mm. And I think there was so much beauty. That's so beautiful. So powerful. This is so beautiful, and and this is such a beautiful, beautiful broadcast we had all together, and it's so healing, isn't it? That's why I love doing broadcasting. Mm. It's so healing. Me and Tyler do it, and sometimes we we crying, and it just feels so healing. And this is why I wanted to do this because I wanted to share our story to the people, and I hope that. You find some value and take it whatever you want to take it and leave whatever you wanted to leave. You know, I'm not here to changing anybody. I'm just here to share my own truth and give your permission to be yourself, really. So that's really beautiful and really powerful. Thank you for listening today and send you love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the beautiful episode. Yes, thank you for all the sharing, all the energy.